Welcome to VG Empire episode 113. This is your host, Brett Elston. I'm joined by two other guests. Who Chris knows? He's the, uh, Henry Gilbert. And we all three have played the game bringing us in, which is the Twilight Prince. Not even the, it's just mm. Twilight Princess. Simply um, Twilight Princess. Yes, this is uh, your TP. weekly HD video game music podcast where we look at uh, soundtracks from the 8-bit days and all the way up to things that came out recently. Uh, most recently, I think we've done shows that, uh, like our, our year-end wrap-ups, obviously look at uh, more recent things like Bloodborne or Splatoon. Splatoon. It's we nice did to have it. an old thing be recent. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. And in this case, uh, this is Hyrule Hits Volume 3. Oh. Uh, Hyrule Hits is a thing I started, I think, in 2013 mm-hmm. that started with Zelda 1 and went through, uh, well, I don't remember where it led up to. Probably Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, maybe. Uh, I think just Ocarina, actually. Uh, Then Hyrule Hits Volume 2 was last year, so it was a two-year gap, which took us from Majora, Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, up through Twilight Princess. But in the last episode, I could, like an adult, I didn't actually play the Hyrule Field theme for Twilight Princess, which made me feel like a big goober. So uh, for Hyrule Hits Volume 3... I always knew when I did it, I would bring in with the Hyrule Field main theme from Twilight Princess just to acknowledge, like, hey, I forgot that for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also happens that that is out again, and the song is relevant again. So, great. <laughs> uh, but Toru Minigishi, uh, who worked on Majora's Mask, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, and Asuka Ota, um, we all kind of talked about it in the last Hyrule Hits. Again, mm-hmm. if this is mm-hmm. your first time, check out VGEmpire.com or on iTunes or on Twitter and find the links back to uh, those older episodes, especially mm-hmm. if you want to hear more Zelda music. But, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. exciting that, high, that it got the HD treatment. You know, they gave it to Wind Waker. Nintendo seems to now be on the, the thing of every other year they put out an HD-ified or a 3 d version of an old Zelda. They're actually on eventually a, they're going to run out of them. They're but, uh, weirdly on an annual Zelda cycle. Man, yeah, in the last five years, it was also the There's Link been a Zelda Worlds, every year. Wind Waker HD, yeah, Majora. Majora's Mask 3D. Yeah, they, Triforce they Heroes. Oh, I, I choose not to count that one. Well, but nonetheless, I mean, I don't really either. No, but it, I know, it is still a Zelda. It is still a Zelda brand thing. But uh, to see Zelda, a game that seems harder to make, more better represented than Mario yeah. on Nintendo platforms. <laughs> yeah, though it's a lot of re-releases, and people have been wanting Twilight Princess in widescreen HD so, for a long time. I, nobody wanted Mario Galaxy. In the, uh, yeah, I can't remember yeah. what we said in the past episode about Twilight Princess, but since Zelda's uh, pretty good. Since uh, since we did it uh, that episode last year, I did write an article after the HD version was announced on LaserTimePodcast.com, which mm-hmm. is where all this stuff is kind of uh, hosted and where we're recording now. Mm-hmm. But my weird, like, 10-year, uh, over 10, like, 12-year relationship with this game, because I was at the E3 where it was unveiled, and then it dates 2004, back... 2004. As, as a GameCube game? Yeah, as a GameCube game at the time, and then, I mean, it, its history goes back to the 2000 World Shoshinkai demo that we all thought we were going to get, which became Wind Waker, so it, it goes back all, all, the, all the way to 2000, but then even when it was revealed in 04, and then playable in 05 and 06, and then it releases in 06, and it's the first game I ever went to Nintendo... To to put no, that was Metroid Prime Hunters. Never mind. Uh, but it was one of the it's first. Cooler if it was Twilight. It Princess. would be cooler. But I did. I went twice in one year, which was kind of bonkers, honestly. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, this is like a flight to Seattle. right? Yeah, you this go you go up to the NOA headquarters, and we played Twilight Princess. For, they gave us three days, I think. Wow. To play the first, I think if you could go all the way through the first dungeon, they would nowhere let you. near th- anywhere through a Twilight Princess long game. It's a long game, and it's a very slow start. That and we'll talk about Skyward Sword a little later in the show. But both of them are such long starts. Like. Like they really yeah. want you to like walk around and fart around the village and save baskets and fish for cats, and you're like, dude, I think come that's on. A, 
I think that's what people. It, it's been interesting to see a lot of people react, re-react mm-hmm. to yeah. uh, the game and get the new reviews out. That mostly are giving it eights. And when it came out in '06, yeah, I gave it a ten. Gamespot yeah. gave it an eight point eight, and they were yes. ready. Like people <laughs> were ready to kill Jeff Gersman over yeah, that. Famous, most, the famous eight point eight. And most pa- people gave it a ten. I think in, at the time it was deserving of. Yeah, now it's it's so. riddled with a bunch of stuff I don't like from 2006 era of games. Like we can just shoot the longest cutscene ever. It doesn't matter what about people time yeah i i mean the 10 i gave it at the time which again the, the, the score we used then 10 was not perfect it's just 10 for us was if you own this platform mm-hmm. this is an unmissable game kind of regardless of your tastes but it's mm-hmm. like if you have a wii slash a gamecube you have no business not playing twilight princess mm-hmm. it is one of, it is a fantastic huge rewarding game yes it has a slow start but so do books i read and the first <laughs> chapter of a book doesn't always get me but then i'm always glad i read every dune novel by but, frank herbert because goddamn in my defense uh wind waker doesn't do any of that nearly as long it gets into it faster yeah wind waker like playing the hd remake i was sucked back in instantly whereas i'm i am playing twilight princess because i want to get into it it is yeah. the first zelda i never finished but it's still like oh yeah there's like hours of this before yeah. i do anything well, I mean, you look yeah. back on it now and it was they had two i think it's one of those rare cases of a game had too much time that yeah. they yeah. had i think they delayed it you look back on it, it's like they got an extra year to get it on the wii yeah and i think that's why it just it's, bloated isn't the right word but just like in gilded the lily i suppose it's just like yeah you guys oh you guys want an epic opening with with three dungeons we'll give you like five yeah. dungeons really and then also a, and yeah. you'll be a wolf and then you yeah. won't be a wolf it's, and have wolf dungeons it's it's a lot yeah. and it's huge and it's just such a giant task to play mm. but even all that considered it's still it's still like i i finished it and collected all the bugs and my my file on my wii version is at exactly 50 hours so it's like yeah. it's not it's it, not impossible it's not an impossible thing so like you put more time into dragon quest but 8 it but is uh it is, is the first zelda game optimized for three different separate nintendo platforms yeah unless so, you count yeah. that secret disc for ocarina on yeah GameCube. ocarina has been but like, it's just an, that's just an emulated file it's not optimized for the system i can't remember i think they changed like they changed Certain the blood. blood to green, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I think there's minor things, but yeah, like Twilight Princess definitely has been tweaked a lot. But what's interesting is to talk about the release of Twilight Princess, Nintendo America actually posted pieces of the soundtrack, including the Hyrule main theme mm-hmm. and the field main theme from uh, from Twilight Princess, and it actually has uh, Toru Minagishi actually has like a comment, like it's almost annotated, like as the music oh, wow. plays, it's commentary from the composers. So he actually said about uh, man, I spit all over my screen. Uh, he said about the Hyrule Field Suck main up, theme. Uh, while this is a field BGM, I arranged it to be more valiant sounding while riding Epona to match the stateliness of the horse. Uh, the latter half is what we commonly call the advantageous theme. We originally created this tune to play during boss battles when Link is at an advantage, such as when he reveals the boss's weak point. So oh, this gets wow. into something that this and I mean I guess. Starting with Ocarina, they all did this to varying degrees, but Skyward Sword, which we're about to talk about, and Twilight Princess have a lot of that dynamic music where mm-hmm. it'll add and take away layers based on your proximity to an enemy or if it's day or night. Like Things change a lot, which makes playing songs difficult because a lot of it is an impression of the song, mm. not one version you of the song. Have, nobody has the same experience with the song, yeah. which is... So that is very which is why I never really thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Which is why it's such an interesting game and why... While that 10 seems rather, uh, if, depending on what you think a 10 means. Mm-hmm. But again, to me, I was like, this is a huge, 
a huge experience mm-hmm. that if, if this is the platform that you play on, then you got to play it. Uh, but uh, for what's worth, I thought it'd be fun to say this does take place after Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess. Oh, boy. In the child timeline. Oh, boy. Right. So after Adult Link does all the stuff with Ganon and then mm-hmm. he comes back, Child Link, that timeline continues. So you go after, you go through Majora's Mask. You assume Ganon is executed for his crimes, or rather, pre crimes. Do they yeah. like, go back in time to kill Hitler on Ganon? Is that what? I'm no. guessing so. Yeah. Well, I was playing the motion controller so Tom Cruise could use it. <laughs> though I mean, he already has plans in place I in guess, Ocarina. It's not like he's innocent. Yeah, but. I guess they could go. But man, what a he's maybe hours away from kidnapping Zelda. This is, know? but it's still he hasn't done it yet, man. That's true. He hasn't done it I yet. Do not care for and, this and just because a little chill, child comes back, like I had a vision. Like I touched. totally the, the guy I, the guy who lives in the desert who no. looks different than us. He's gonna <laughs> gonna kill people. We talk all about this on the recent Retronauts uh, oh, yeah. about Ocarina of Time because I I kind of very innocently, silly, in a stupid way, say like, well, wait, how did the Gerudo people keep going when there's only one male born every thousand years? And then Bob Mackey has to say, you know, they kidnap the Gerudo women, kidnap men and, um, <laughs> you know, put it together, Henry. I was like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, of environmental storytelling in these games yeah. that uh, you got to put together. But uh yeah, I just uh, thinking of Hyrule Historian where it takes place in the timeline is interesting to me. But that's one thing I did think was so cool about Twilight Princess was for many, many hours. I can't think of it. I don't know how many, maybe 20. Mm-hmm. You don't know Ganon is in the game. Mm-hmm. I kind of assumed he was and I hoped he was. But Zant is this bad guy you're kind of chasing. And he seems kind of like a wiener. Like <laughs> yeah. He doesn't seem that that scary. But then when you finally see what happens to Ganon and like how he's executed and banished and all this stuff, like it's a really cool cutscene of like him being so angry and it's his rage <laughs> that gets him to come out and, and survive all these centuries. Like it's a great scene. But we're gonna go way back into the beginning of the Zelda timeline. It's Skyward Sword. Uh, this is the, the earliest as it is. Yeah, currently in the timeline. Until that gets retconned, this is yeah. the earliest. It I is. don't know how they could do it any sooner because yeah. uh, it is the mm. creation of the master. Spoilers: It's creation of the master yeah. sword and of the souls of things that will go on to be the three heroes. Yeah. So, uh, 2011 composer uh, Hajime Wakai, Mahito mm. Yokota, who worked on Dynasty Warriors Four and a Galaxy Two, I think, and wow. numerous other like contributing things for Zelda and Nintendo titles. Uh, so Skyward Sword debuted via art in 2009. It was at one of those Nintendo. Oh my ra- god! Yeah, you were there. You were there too. I was at that. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, just the sword art. Uh, well, yeah, it was just her, him online. without him without a sword. Yeah. And in the room, they showed us this art, and then it went online after that. And he's but, like, uh, maybe this sword, maybe him not having a sword is interesting. And I'm like, well, her head looks like a hilt, so let me guess. She's the sword, and they're like, we're not saying. Like, uh, <laughs> well, you kind of did. So. One of those classic Nintendo, we're not sayings, but yeah, we're saying. But this. yes. Um, but So Skyward Sword is an interesting video game for the reasons I'm about to tell you. <laughs> uh, but it's just, when we first played it at E3 2011... We did videos. That was one of the weird video. Like we have to do videos at Radar now, and everyone do your your best of E three. And every E three is a video. Every E three preview is a video, which isn't wrong. And frankly, we should have just been doing more of that earlier. But my first hands on with Skyward Sword, I hated. And Mm -hmm. I remember going on a video and writing an article. I'm just like, yeah, this game is all reliance on Wii Motion Plus. It requires it. And this is kind of what you all told us Zelda would be eventually on Wii, and you've had five years to kind of get it right. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the lighting, the sensors, the weird, like there's got to be a billion Wii remotes and phones in here going nuts. Like, 
I don't know, but it was not responsive and it drove me nuts. I, I and, had a positive play response on the show floor because it did seem to deliver on the promise of the Wii and it did it did completely yeah. work for me. And so then I, think I took I was, it home for Christmas and famously suffered some kind of nerve oh, damage yeah. over having to constantly fling my arm. I think I was overdoing it and I also you threw were. some fireworks. But like I think Skyward Sword was a part of that. I've never finished Skyward well, Sword. And, so and also, I'm bummed that it... Can it get a re-release considering how reliant it is it on... It has to use the Wii that's, yeah. It has to use the it's Wii cause, remote. Because no, the, no, the, no, the enemy design, the boss design, all this stuff is based on precision. Yeah. Like tilting this thing this way tilting it that way it's like it's very specific to it's, motion it's, control yeah when you make a game so dedicated to motion control to sell the wii it's a bit of a double-edged sword oh. if you excuse the pun uh but yeah that it is they they made it so it could only be made on the wii but that also means for re-releases yeah kind of can only be done i would assume yeah. with the re remote like i yeah. have to start from the ground up with everything yeah to, it, would, to it would require it. A, a lot of work to to, yeah. to work on it but when it finally did come out the all the motion plus i felt like the promises were kept mm-hmm. and i did enjoy it and i mm-hmm. did like yes you have to get over that mental hurdle of so much like Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, like, I really got to touch the screen, guys? Can't use a mm-hmm. damn D-pad like a regular game? It's like, well, no, because this time we built it around it. It's not like Twilight Princess where the Wii version is like, yeah, we just added some waggle and called it a day, and then you point things and maybe you can aim a camera. Mm-hmm. But this was, yeah, everything. You're constantly, like, using the nunchuck to do things and using the sword to do things, and the piranha will t- change the tilt of his mouth, or the that shield has beetle. to be... Yeah, the, the sh- yeah, the beetle, uh, the shield of an enemy has to be cut vertically, then horizontally. Like, it's a, it eventually did work, and I think it scared some people off because, like, I'm not doing that for hours and hours. Yeah. But I did, and I finished it, and it was actually quite good. It's well, just, yeah, how you play it today, I, I don't know how you recommend it. it was it. another one where people complained that it had way too long of an opening, and it was... It does way, take a while. It was also too directed. There wasn't enough, like... Um, I see. I barely played this one. This mm. is the one that is my Zelda blind spot because I didn't want to do all that waggle. It's kind of it's a lot of did, waggle. Like also in 2012, I felt very busy with a lot of other games. That it, that mm. the idea of a a waggly Zelda game for 40 hours <laughs> in standard definition in standard definition, yeah. which was starting to get to me a little bit. By little that bit. point, I had an HD TV, and it, yeah. I was like, guys, you, it works all right in in Mario. It works all right in Galaxy. It still looks pretty good, but. Eh, yeah, man. but it's uh, both, uh, yeah, a lot of padding in the beginning, but eventually you get there and you end up going to a lot of really cool places. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, both of them have these things of like gather, like in Twilight Princess, it's like gather these notes while the this thing, and then I can't remember what they are, and then Twilight Princess is like run in this spirit world and gather teardrops <laughs> or whatever, and it's just like... You could take all this out and trim the game by a matter of like four hours, and it would be a lot better. The like Banjo Kazooification, yeah. Zelda. Oh, yeah. Like there's something <laughs> in Skyward Sword, like the 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 forest floods, and then you're like spinning through the water to grab music notes or something. And I'm just like, guys, this this could all have gone away, and you could have got me to the cool part much faster. <laughs> because the story that it tells, because this is at the beginning, and you see like. The world isn't even fully formed yet. A lot of it takes place in the sky above mm-hmm. this very rudimentary earth below. And, like, you know... The, I love sky castles. The goddess and the gods are, like, all, like, barely around. And, like, you, you start getting the idea of, like, oh, Ganon is the, like, physical manifestation of this god Demise, who just looks like Akuma, basically. <laughs> uh, and, you know, his hatred be, kind of becomes Ganon in a way. And... 
like the Zelda is a descendant of Hylia or Hy- like the, the the goddess Impa. You get to see her kind of start her relationship of protecting all of this, and then Link is kind of the beginning. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting story, but. It takes a long time to get there. But mm-hmm. as a Zelda game, it just feels so not Zelda because they tried to change a lot while trying to keep some the same. So, like, you don't really have a, a consistent overworld that you run around on. You have the sky, and you fly around on your bird, the Loftwing. And... Yeah, the Loftwing takes you to different different cities or whatever. Yeah, but there's, there's no... like floating cities, and then there's, like, holes in the clouds that you then dive into and mm. then tell Which, again, was good for motion control. Like, it was... Yeah. Uh, it, I, I could see them saying, like, well, you can't... Like, how can you ride the horse and really do much yeah. with him? Like, let's get a bird to get you around there yeah. and you float with him instead. So speaking of the bird, the first song we're going to play oh, is called Exploring the Sky. And this is a great example of, like, Zelda getting the galaxy treatment of, we're going to do an orchestra. Yeah. You're going to get some MIDI music, some, like, sequenced video game music in here. And then we're also going to have orchestra. We're going to spend Just that a money. full orchestra. And yeah. it sounds great. It's, uh, like, soaring around on this bird, the, the loft wing, you're... Like that, you can see clouds off into the distance, and all these little details. And even though it's standard definition and aging technology, that again, the art direction that Nintendo has is second to none in a way. Like it, it yeah. makes it exciting to fly around. It feels big and cinematic, but this song to me doesn't feel like Zelda at all. Like it feels like a movie, mm. which is good and also bad in the sense like this doesn't feel like it's not it's not zelda and not even a riff on that it's just so different but i love it it's just very different after that is the lanryu desert uh this was my favorite area from the game uh it's a desert where there's already this civilization that's kind of passed but then you activate these little time portals and depending on where you direct the cone of time dilation or whatever uh-huh. you see old desert or like ruins and then as you move this cone over it it shows you what it looked like however many years ago it's yeah. so like this robot that's not activated when you activate this little time bubble it's as if it's 500 years ago or whatever so all the yeah. machines work this little robot is working and then you kind of go around and you see um, all these different parts but it's pretty cool uh, it has a lot of dynamic music so you'll hear the beginning when you're in the desert and then it'll fade into uh, oh, you've activated something. So here's a little bit more mechanical, uh, industrial, like stomps and, oh, and noises. And after that is Ancient Automaton Kalaktos Battle <laughs> Ayagro. Um, I think you just conjured something. Uh, yes. I wish I had a better retort to that. But Roll with the bit. Oh, it's here now. Oh, oh there it is. I've, I've summoned a six-armed Azura statue. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is from a boss battle that is like huge and like I mean huge and like it, it earns the whole like oh this is epic blah 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 but it's like it, this earns the, the places it goes and it soars like this is a dynamic thing where after you've already done damage to it and like these six arms come out and again you're using the motion plus a lot like to take these very precise strikes and the music soars to this insane level of and you're like this is this is like really important and this feels bigger than any Zelda game has ever been uh, for what is just another boss in the game. It's not even like the final boss. Um, but Exploring the Sky, Land Ryu Desert, and Kalaktos Battle... Oh, yeah.
just nuts to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is... It doesn't yeah. sound like Zelda. It sounds like FF13 or something. Uh, well, I had a interesting revelation over the weekend with uh, Twilight Princess that uh, that first thing in particular reminds me of the music in one of my favorite movies the last five years, The Wind Rises. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, my lady is not a gamer. She just moved in with me. I'm very hesitant to dive into a ton of games while she's just around and doing stuff. But I was playing Zelda, and I'm like, oh, it's cool. I can stop. And she's like, no, this is like surprisingly soothing and mm. Miyazaki-esque and oh, which yeah, he I is could, hugely behind. I can see that. It is, especially like all the overworld and field stuff. Oh, no, I'd say mm. Twilight and uh, and Skyward Sword are both very influenced by Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I hear now when I... Because when I, yeah. we're revisiting all those films of the last two years, Was all it of Joe us. Joe Hisagishi? What's Joe, yeah, Joe Higashi. Higashi? Yeah. Uh, check out that Nashka score, man. Yeah, baby. Woo. And, I mean, Wind Rises, obviously. Wind Rises. So, so good. But yeah. I, I would say that opening the first one, it, it it had more of the feel of like almost a Superman theme, of yeah. just like yeah, da, 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 like rising. It's, music. it's it's the flying music, wind rises, Superman. That there is a musical a way flight. to to accompany flight yeah. is I don't know warms my heart for some reason. Yeah, uh, another thing to talk about the uh, it, it, really quick. I, I have two small asides. One is just to show you how long it does take for these games to get to what we all consider Zelda, like an overworld that you explore, mm-hmm. uh, like the. The soundtracks kind of go in order. The overworld flying music for this is on the second disc. Like <laughs> wow. you go, you go through a whole old disc s- worth a, of a whole CDs of, worth of music. And Twilight Princess is very similar, where it's just there's so many things you do before you get to the overworld, and you do need to have some sense of like claustrophobia, such that when you get the world opened up to you, you're like, wow, there's so much. Mm-hmm. But like that could be an hour, not yeah, several. I think that's what I mean. That's they've been doing that for a very long time that's yeah. i mean that's in link to the past it, where you have what you think is the world and your mission and then that's, when you yeah. then when you beat uh the sidekick Aganim, then you see oh no this is the world yeah well but at least world. there you still have the whole hyrule yeah, and you true. at least feel like man this is pretty big well you thought this was big now do yeah. it again but at least the opening to that is like minutes Mm-hmm. Where like yeah, you go, it's raining. You go to the castle, you come out. And, oh uh, yeah, that specific opening. Yeah, that's twenty minutes tops. Yeah. Um, but really quick, so when you fight Demon Lord Girahim, who is kind of the guy who's vexing you, and like he's got a lot of like a fey fencer type. Yeah, he's got the, that fencing kind of attitude with a, a swooshed white like covering half of his face, and he's mm-hmm. I don't know, looks a lot like El Shaddai, a, a character from El Shaddai. But uh, this is music like when you like the first time you fight him, it's like okay. Uh-huh. And it does this. It's a little fanciful. But then the second time you fight him, later on in the game, it adds an element to the song. Ah, castanets. Adding some castanets oh. in there. I like that. So, yeah, you get the, this extra layer. And then, again, our oh. chorus. Now you know it's serious. And also... forget what this one is uh maybe just some some extra strings but it's just yeah. taking the same song and adding layers to make it feel a little different rather than just playing the same song every time no that's that is great i love i love the embellishment of it i i would also say around this game's release is when at least in a outside of japan nintendo got a lot more interested in yeah. celebrating 
Zelda yeah. outside of the games themselves. Like this game came with a soundtrack. Came with a soundtrack. Yeah, that fooled my parents into thinking it was real music. <laughs> and this is beautiful. And also, I believe this was when they started the orchestra. Yeah, it's the around this time. Orchestra, yeah. uh, the Zelda Symphony, uh, and also when Hyrule Astoria, Hyrule Astoria was made. Like a third of the book is just Skyward Sword. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And so yeah, the, it was all it was all around this because it was the 25th anniversary of Zelda when it came out. I got the book for Christmas this year. Because my girlfriends oh. watched me pick it up in a bookstore and just like, no, $45. It's a great rich. book. I do, it is lo- great. I do love it. And I love that like, it sold enough that it, it kind of, you, um, you see all these awesome, as a, as a big weeaboo like myself, you see all these awesome Japanese art books of, of video games. Blech. And you just have to accept like, well, I'll just have to either read the scans or pay $70 for it at an import store. Yeah. They'll never be, never be published in, in English. No way. And then that Nintendo went with Dark Horse Comics of all people to publish it, and it was a huge seller for Dark Horse to the yeah, point yeah. that they like <laughs> they they put out a Fire Emblem one this year too. Like they've yeah. they've continued doing it. I just really I like that they're finally seeing it can be a success in America, just the same as it is yeah. in Japan. I just put it on my bookshelf, and I just was it, I found it bizarre that it's my girlfriend's like now nah, I want to arrange these by a publisher. And that my Zelda book arranges with my Tales from the Crypt collection <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> so weird. Because they both Wars. have Dark Horse, yeah. like, yeah. exact matching spines. Yeah, I'll perfect. do two other songs really quick uh, from Skyward Sword. This is Fee's theme. And I'm, I was trying to think of a way to describe Fee and couldn't outside of Master Siri. <laughs> in that she's a sword that has an AI inside of it and talks like an AI. Not like an ancient like spirit, but has an auto-tuned voice that guides Link and then at the end of the game kind of slumbers in what's going to become the Master Sword, I think. I think that's how that all I shakes out. I believe the game ends with the Master Sword being forged. Yes. Yeah, it's like... And because I knew that this is the first game in the series, I, I was... Not disappointed by the story, but I was so caught up in like, is he going to be Ganon? Is that going to be Ganon? Is that what's going to turn again? Is that the mat? Like, I'm so like too aware of like, and she's going to become the essence of Zelda down the line. And this is the first time they're all ever meeting, and like, it, it kind of distracted me, which is on me. But I did spend a lot of time on Reddit's reading, like, so you know, we're not. You're not the only one who thought Groose was going to turn out to be Ganon, right? Because he's a kind of a bully <laughs> with red hair and. I don't know. I like seems, those red herrings. Seems, th- yeah. <laughs> um, but two songs. So this is Fee's theme, uh, and it's a little sedate, a, a good contrast to what we just heard. A lot of that was big and loud. And if that is Ballad of the Goddess, which is the big opening theme song, a grand, huge orchestra piece, uh, which is also uh, something I'll, I'll talk about that for a second when we come back, uh, something about that song. But this is Fee's theme and Ballad of the Goddess. <laughs>
Yeah, I just feel like Zelda up until this point never got this degree of <laughs> it's huge. Like this, <laughs> this <laughs> like yeah, like a a true like John Williams or Miyazaki <laughs> style like score of a you could set the, you could set a what is certain to be an inevitable Zelda movie. You could use this music in it, and it wouldn't miss a beat. Um, Man, I, I just never, I never want there to be a Zelda movie. I know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, with with the infinity of time in front of us, it will happen eventually. But yeah. Oh, yeah. franchise I, takes a dip in sales the second that happens. Yeah, but uh, but the interesting thing about that song, the Ballad of the Goddess, like this came out, this news came out like about three, four years ago. Well, actually, longer than that, around the time the game came out. But the Ballad of the Goddess, if you play it backwards. Whoa. Whoa. It's just Zelda's lullaby backwards. That's amazing. So, like, this is just... Wow. Which was kind of blew people's minds back then. That is a mind-blower for me. I missed that news. Oh, really? Yeah. It happens again in a game later on in the show. Oh, boy. Uh, But uh, really quick, the art style for Twilight Princess, or for Skyward Sword... It was weird because it tried to go for this like impressionist painting thing. Yeah, it's like cell shaded, but but not. it's like it. <laughs> yeah, it was like this weird in between of we we want to keep that cool Lord of the Rings realistic style of Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. but we do know that stylizing these things like we did with Wind Waker paid off as well. So it's this in between that I don't feel like they pushed it far enough. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff. Like, trees in the background looked really nice, and it had that, like, you know, Van Gogh kind of feel to it, but, like, a lot of it was, like, that just looks like kind of a sort of cel-shaded boss, and not, like, I would have, yeah. By the way, speaking of Van Gogh, I had a funny instance where in an interview with Nintendo with uh, 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 Tezuka-san of uh, the Mario team, when I asked about a stage in New Super Mario U that had Van Gogh style, I found out that they... Uh, in Japanese, they say Van Gogh differently, and it confused my translator because uh-huh. I was like, yeah, the Van Gogh stage. And he said, Van Gogh to Tezuka. And Tezuka's like, what? And then uh-huh. he goes, oh, uh, uh, Van Gogh-fu? Uh, like it, I was shocked that it would be different, yeah, a different know. style. But anyway. Um, but yeah, that's that kind of wraps up Skyward Sword. There's a lot. I mean, it's a huge soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. lot of music, and it's it's this back and forth between like and like sequenced video game music. Oh man, five years are coming up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it took anniversary. Twi- it's officially it. the 30th anniversary. Yeah. They well, it took Twilight <laughs> ten years to get remade. It took actually Wind Waker and Twilight were ten years yeah. both. Like yeah. exact oh three thirteen. See right at the copyright screen. Right yeah. when you start the game. So maybe on Annex we'll get the yeah in twenty twenty one. It's got it's got to make it this year though. And it won't. No, it's not going to happen. Oh, Twilight yeah. Princess is the one for this. It year. does feel like for. It doesn't feel like forever though. Since a yeah. big, uh, since a real Zelda. Yeah, yeah, it's been only five years, but it's felt like a long. time. I don't want to say real, just because how much I enjoyed. Zelda. No, oh. Link Between Worlds is yeah. so good. Hold on, we'll get to that. Okay. So since you, like you said, we haven't had a real. Zelda. I don't mean to say real. Uh, a console Zelda. Mm-hmm. We have had since uh, in the last episode. We only got through Phantom Hourglass on the handheld side. We do have a little game called Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Which oh, I love. My favorite overworld team for Zelda now, period. Oh, we're, yeah, and we're going to play. Uh. Uh, but, but Spirit Tracks was 2009. Again, Toru Minigishi, uh, Manaka Tominaga, Asuka Ota, and Koji Kondo. A lot of people you remember from prior, the two prior games in the show. Uh, Spirit Tracks takes place 100 years after Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass. Is trains and steam instead of boats and water. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I remember when the trailer debuted, we are all in the office, and everyone looked to me like... 
bro, you feel pretty stupid now with Link in that conductor outfit, you idiot. And, 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 and like people were looking at me, like ready for me to be angry, and I'm like, it's fine. Because you know what? It's still going to be better than 90% of the games you play this year. Yep. Okay, Will. Yeah. That was a GDC, wasn't it? That uh, Phantom Hourglass was in, uh, okay. was in 06. I don't remember when Spirit Tracks was I announced. I feel like it was in March or something. Probably. Was, but this was before they were doing Nintendo Directs. Because yeah. so. it came out December 09, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it refines a lot of the ideas of Phantom Hourglass. And I finished Phantom Hourglass and liked it fine, but I felt like it just took some of the oh, repeating and going through the same castle over and over again, it just refined that a little more to where it wasn't... Like Phantom Hourglass, it felt to me just like a slog. Mm-hmm. I got tired of that. For some reason, Spirit Tracks, I didn't... I don't remember why, because it was uh, six years ago, so I don't really recall why, <laughs> the but... The train, man. The music... Well, the train, the music helped, but like it just felt like I've already done Boats and Wind Waker stuff, so... Yeah, fine. Put them on train tracks. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it, it takes away a lot of the roaming of, like, do I go this way? I don't... Like, it's an ocean, and there's nothing in it, so... Uh, yeah, the ocean. Get rid of that ocean. Put yeah, you on some tracks. Yeah, which chug-a, I love... chug choo choo Yeah, which I love Wind Waker, so I... I, I it's fine. I just... Did, Phantom Hourglass, I'm like, I feel like I already did this, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to do it again. And I like Wind Waker as it is, and the HD one was great, so I'm like... It's great to have a game that does that, but Spirit Tracks, I'm glad they, they, they tried something different. Do you think... I feel like this has been discussed in nerdier circles that I'm not in. <laughs> An HD re-release of both Phantom Hourglass and huh. Spirit Tracks. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we have just gotten 3DS capture, and I do know how bad those games look when I mean, they, up. Sony did it with PSP games. They're like, yeah. hey, we'll put them on PS3, and they're moderately... Like you just, they're yeah. a little jagged, but it's crisp. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, you can emulate DS on a Wii U, so they yeah. could put it on the Wii U. Yeah. Wouldn't be that hard. I like, imagine there needs speaking. to be a Zelda stopgap within the next uh, 18 months, because that's well, an excellent... Well, you know, they just had Twilight Princess, and the mm-hmm. new Zelda is uh, next in line, so... Is it 18 months? I got it. That's right. not coming in the next 18 months. I think, I don't I think know. 18 so. months? I, they they pulled back on showing any footage or trailers or talking about it. I know, but we, we have E3. I guess we're approaching E3. E3. Maybe, I think maybe. this E3 will have NX. That is my prediction. Yeah. But uh, we'll do three songs from Spirit Tracks. Uh, the title screen, which uh, the instrument choices are very smart because they immediately tell you what kind of game you're in for mm-hmm. and how it's different from prior Zeldas. The only thing I didn't like about this game at all was playing the pan flute. <laughs> like the weird motors or whatever the the people who basically are like on wheels mm. it, it, you you have to play much like with Wind Waker and Ocarina and everything you play these instruments and people join in and you the the Deku nut guy tree plays a little violin with you in Wind Waker and yeah that's cute uh but this was like you have this weird pan flute and it just I just hate it, like, blowing into the DS and, like... Oh, yeah. It's just, like, it, it just didn't work for me, and maybe my... I'm just not I never liked the blowing and yeah. the DS stuff. It's, it's, it, yeah. it, it's the only thing I didn't like. But anyway, title theme, the overworld theme song, which is... Imagine the, way, the, the excellent Wind Waker sailing music, but with banjos... And like a wild, <laughs> a wild west like pioneer feeling to it. Or, or say it, Emmett Otter. Emmett Otter. Emmett Otter. Dare I say? <laughs> After that village, uh, which is again keeps that pioneer feel, but also has a little, maybe more like Irish like village mm. thing going on in it. But uh, this is the title theme, Overworld and Village from Spirit Tracks. <laughs> Thank you. 
yeah, the village theme, I get... It, it's not relaxing like a lot of the other no. Zelda theme. It has more of a, like, we're on the frontier doing work. It implies feel. a hustle and or bustle. <laughs> yeah. On portable ones in general, they want you to, like, relax. Uh, they don't want you to relax as much. They're like, hey, you gotta, you're doing this in between stops on a yeah, train. This thing's only got like, three hours of battery life, man. So, well, that's uh, that train theme. Like, I when we went that. to Japan and you have to take a train everywhere, I, yeah. I could never get that song out of my head. I just started <laughs> playing it on my phone. My girlfriend's like, this is awesome, having never heard of Spirit Tracks. Or this song, oh, so good. You're veering on, like... Uh, well, like uh, high school nerd level of like, well, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, well, my, guys, girlfriend my girlfriend guys. also has those caveman tendencies where like she hasn't touched it. Every every video game discovery is all new to Do her. You have a girlfriend? And we, we just we just moved in together. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So it's serious. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I think you protest too much about this girlfriend trying to prove something to it's, us. Look, you don't have the luxury of showing someone a Zelda game for the first time. You never will. None of your yeah. friends will be interested. They all know already. Yeah. She does not. So Spirit Tracks. Uh, Spirit Tracks. No, that, yeah, that, oh, that overworld theme. Like there, Spirit Tracks has a lot of the same pitfalls as Phantom Hourglass, but for whatever reason, I enjoyed it a lot it's, more. The repetitive dungeon wasn't there. The ocean temple it, or there, whatever. Yeah, that one's... I didn't like that. There is a repetitive aspect to it, but it's not... I just didn't think it was as I got, I got irritating. I got one billion percent stuck in Spirit Tracks, where like I couldn't figure out what I needed to do next. Mm. Uh, that that rarely happens to me in a Zelda game. Yeah, I thought the final boss was so fun because Ooh, it, is a de- it. it is a demon train... <laughs> and, and and that's the other thing I love about this is because it's like this doesn't have Ganon. It's not. It doesn't have, like the wider story of like what's going on with the Triforce and good and evil. It's just like no, there's an ancient. I think Maladus is his name or something like that. But it's like you just fight a giant monster train and shoot cannonballs at him, and that's the final. Like it was, and the bad guy has been wearing like a hat on each head on two parts of his head, like he's a mayor with like two top hats. And the whole time you're like, why is he wearing two top? And then they fall off at near the end, and it's like, oh, there's two horns. He's a bad guy, and it's like Uh, that's so funny. Like that's like that's a kids cartoon. Be hit at an anime convention. They love pinning in those tiny hats. Yeah, times two. Well, and and also that game, (laughs) Zelda is pretty active as a player character. Yeah, there's the whole like she gets ghosted, and you move her spirit around, and she can possess suits of armor and like do things. It's 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 because the the Wind Waker storyline is coherent and pretty linear, right? Yeah, like Wind Waker a, leads to Phantom, which leads to uh, Spirit Tracks. Self-contained, like and, they, and weirdly that allows them to play around with the characters, I guess, a lot more than they could in a traditional Zelda game. It doesn't have to be these yeah. same beats and characters yeah, they to get follow to, yeah. these footsteps. And that's the other thing I like about Spirit Tracks. Yeah. It's just, it just, you can tell it's them having fun. A wonderful diversion. Uh, and then for handhelds, we move ahead uh, post even Skyward Sword into 2013's Link Between Worlds. <sighs> This uh, one is in my top five Zelda absolutely. games. Absolutely. Uh, Even top three, maybe, I'd say. Uh, Ryo Nagamatsu, who worked on Mario Kart Wii and Mario Kart 8, Galaxy 2, Triforce Heroes, contributing to a lot of those. Uh, Link's Blink Between Worlds, set after Link's Awakening, post-Link to the Past, Hyrule, ruled by Zelda. But then you also find about a parallel mirror universe called Low Rule, ruled by a princess <laughs> called Hilda. <laughs> Um, and I just thought it was... Who used to have their upside-down Triforce and yeah. didn't. And then they destroyed it in an effort to like end a lot of the fighting that they'd been having. But Because they... their hero failed. Yeah, like, their it, hero yeah. couldn't stop their Ganon. And so they destroyed the yeah. Triforce to prevent him from getting it. And the whole place uh-huh. just starts falling apart. And it. Ugh. But then the gameplay itself is like... It's like kind of a remake and kind of a sequel but does it both perfectly we're like yeah you're walking around a lot of the same uh link to the past overworld but it's recreated in 3d which we didn't have yeah. mm-hmm. but it's also not just a remake because 
right when you think like, oh, this is basically the same, it just immediately starts introducing like turn yourself into a 2D painting and walk on the walls and you break the the sequence that you have in your head for the order that you play a link to the past kind of quickly gets thrown out because it can be any it can be anything and you get to like rent the weapons and it sounds save up your money to buy the weapons yeah and instead of finding them in dungeons and stuff it's like I want this and I want to pay to upgrade it and I can mix and match them and they get better as I upgrade them or something like it's been a few years now but it was just such a easy to play game that didn't require a huge amount of time to yeah. get to the fun stuff it, it throws you in so yeah. quickly to the fun stuff non-linear progression as well I, I, yeah like go yeah, explore it was very old school it felt so new but it was also very old school and <laughs> if you find this dungeon you can go you in can there go and start it. doing stuff and i got i got messed up because i got uh, a weapon and it's just like you're taught in these in these zelda formula if you get this weapon in this dungeon, mm-hmm. this is how the what you need to defeat the boss. And yeah. I kept trying that with a stupid lava turtle, and it wasn't. And I kept dying. And I'm like, I'm dying a lot in the Zelda game. I'm getting those Nintendo messages, like, would you like someone from Nintendo to come over to hold your hand, put a bonnet on? Um, Are and, your parents around? And just like, oh, just a regular attack. A regular attack would have worked yeah. way better. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. It was so weird. And it was also that return to like me firing up a Zelda game and kind of not just playing it in like four sittings. Yeah, uh, and that hadn't happened. I know. In a I while. played it. I played it nonstop when I finally started up. But I didn't mm-hmm. start up until like January. I didn't play it during during the holidays. But yeah, and I uh, not this January, like right. the January after. But it yeah. was so effing good. Yeah. I, I it it did make Zelda feel like new again, and like I felt like a kid again. Of where am I going to go next? Oh boy, this yep. new place. I found a new weather vane. Now I can save and go yeah. here again. Ooh. It was. I, I yeah can't speak highly enough. Of it. Highly I'm, enough of it. I'm a bit baffled. I just wanted to check the Metacritic to see how how it weighed in with the critics. I'm just I just assumed because it got like Gamespot's Game of the Year. Yeah. I just assumed it would, so. it would be yeah. it would be review proof, and it, it it strangely is not among the top Zeldas the last ten years. Twilight Princess being the top, which is in hindsight, you know who knows. I feel like again, Twilight Princess is a six year blue balls yeah. of <laughs> of we wanted the thing we saw in two thousand and we finally yeah. got it and it's good, so therefore add like two points. It's it's just ahead of Wind Waker HD, which mm. I would say if I were to recommend two Zeldas right now, yeah. It would be Link Between Worlds and Wind Waker HD. Those Probably. are the ones you will enjoy the, the most. The, I would also say about Link Between Worlds that had a similar situation that Skyward Sword had, which is they waited. It took a little extra time to get it just right for the system it was on. Yeah, you know, it was. It took. It came out in 2013, which was like three years after the 3DS launch. Like two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, and, and same with Skyward Sword was not even one year after. It was not even two years after the Wii's launch. It was same deal. It, it both took their time. Yeah, but, Skyward Sword was five years after. <laughs> yeah, it was a real long time. But it got it used the system so well. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying to remember the Street Pass functionality. What was that? Uh, it's I was oh, it was money. Like you, uh, a dark mm. link would come in and you could fight him and get. That's rupees. right. That's right. You could fight links. Yeah, uh, but we'll do three songs from Link Between Worlds. Uh, so it's a lot of old songs remastered and then new songs. So the new song is Hyrule Race, which I put in just because it's really pleasant. And Pat suggested uh, Kulikowski. He suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he suggested a uh, that this was one of his more fun songs from the that's new and unique to Link Between Worlds. Uh, just racing around, um, it it keeps some of that Spirit Tracks vibe. After that is Low Rule Castle, which is a fittingly dramatic because it's kind of a Bizarro Universe Hyrule that lost its Triforce and is kind of crumbling apart. 
uh, which is the stand-in for the Dark World from Link Between or Link to the Past. Um, but this is also another song where if you play it backwards, it plays the Hyrule Castle theme Whoa. from Zelda Link to the Past. Uh, and after that is the Dark World main theme, uh, which again is one of my favorite songs from Link to the Past. But this is where you get into, oh, if you like Link to the Past, you will love this game. And a lot of the music in it is updated versions of the songs you love. So get this like Latin, like Spanish guitar kind of feel to... Uh, the Dark World music. So the audio quality is so nice. The the arrangement of this is so good. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs from the game. So High Rule Race and Low Rule Castle are new to this. And then just to give an example of what they did to the Link to the Past music, we'll do the Dark World main music.
I love that so much. It is uh, the percussion in that is incredible. Yeah, so much, so much juicy, so much stuff to bite into in that. It's lovely to hearing it not out of the speakers of a 3DS as well. <laughs> um, what's also fun about this is uh, you can go to a bard and like give them money, and he'll like play. We're bards. Bard, duh. No. Oh. And he'll actually like uh, play. Uh, there are milk bars in it too. Yeah, it's a milk. Well, he's in the milk bar. The bard is in the milk bar. Yes, the bard is in the milk bar. And he'll just play the music. But he'll play uh, different things. So, like, you know, here's here's him doing Hyrule Castle. Okay, yeah, actually, the game. Uh, or uh, the Hyrule main theme. Ow. And you're just sitting in a, a children's milk bar, <laughs> and I'm hearing this like, you guys put too much work into this. Like, you could put this on a CD and like a uh, impressions at Target for nine dollars. Sell it at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. A stupid restaurant my parents go to and just play it in the background. <laughs> I think so. And uh, who could forget Ravio, who's the guy who sells you his weapons? Love that Ravio. And then he that turns out to be... Anyway, that's Spoilers, the sh- guys. Yes, that's the show. Because I don't want to spoil any of the story. Because it's actually pretty recent, and the, f- the, the ending to this was great. Ugh, like how like a double, triple twist on It's like you, a man. great twist. The final battle is really fun. Uh, how Ganon is roped in is cool. And then... What the heroes do to solve the problem is so oh, man, sweet. Yeah. And the Ganon thing in the end, I forgot all about that. That last boss is so boss great. Is, boss is so fun. Uh, if I was oh. going to recommend, literally, if you've never played Zelda, mm-hmm. that's the one I suggest you play, yep. is Link yep, Between yep, Worlds. Yep. Uh, super fun. It's not a huge time investment, and it lets you... You don't have to stick in this rigid formula of like, well, these are the dungeons. This is the order you have to go. We're holding your hand the whole way. It's very like, just explore, and you will, you will find out what to do. But you're not going to have someone constantly telling you yeah it makes me hope that that, like that's the start of a new chapter for zelda 2 and that they'll take the lessons they learned from this and put it in the next zelda zelda wii u whatever you want to call it that it'll be that they'll have that similar like not not as directed not as handholdy yeah process there too but uh, if you like this episode, I encourage you to check out the prior two Hyrule Hits Volumes 1 and 2. That was from 2013 and 2015. You can find out more on VGEmpire.com. Uh, we also do VG Mini every other week, which is a, a episode focused on a game that would, doesn't have a franchise. So like the last one we did, Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu. Good times. It was exceptionally great. Um, <laughs> Such before, a charming game. And before that, we've done things like Splatoon and uh, David Bowie's Omicron. And Chris wanted to do Kick Kick Kubo. Kick There's no other place to talk about it. I know. But mm-hmm. uh, quick plugs for anything else you want to talk about that we do on LazerTimePodcast.com. Just the show LazerTime and 302010 and Talking Simpsons and our stream. And the Zelda stuff. All I have Zelda been streaming videos. through Zelda One on YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Time Network. You can see us playing all through Zelda One, and uh, probably play some Twilight Princess this weekend. Maybe. You're halfway through Zelda One now. Yeah, yeah. you're doing pretty good. Time we're, we're, we're zipping along, and yeah, all those great shows you should listen to. Also, like Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast, and Cheap Popcast, the wrestling podcast. Yes. Listen to them all, Bubba. If you got the Hyrule Race is my favorite wrestler joke, uh, then, <laughs> then Cheap Popcast is the show for you. Uh, taking us out is the finale from Link Between Worlds. As you can expect, it's a beautiful send-off to oh. what is it, to date still the most recent Zelda game. Um, but thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh-huh.